You're listening to Always Open, number 135. If you hear something you'd like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. everyone welcome back for another episode of always open we miss you it's been a whole week so much has happened more of us just hanging out in our homes and i can't wait to <laughs> chat with my friends about that uh, i'm your host barbara dunkelman and with me today we have some wonderful ladies in the house starting with hi i'm elise willems so happy to be here Yay! So much has happened, as Barb said in the last week, and I just can't wait to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I am Jessica Vasame. Can't can't wait to chat with you. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is everyone being so weird? What's up? It's me. Happy day you're watching this. Probably a Monday or a Tuesday. For me, it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Monday. Happy quarantine. It's your girl. Mariel, what's up? And she's back and and better than ever. That's right. And uh, it, it's just a pleasure seeing so many beautiful faces. Um, I feel like I miss people and that everyone looks even more beautiful than normal. And I don't know how you guys are doing it. Because we're all blown it's... out and lit to a yeah. degree. <laughs> <laughs> and Elise is here all the way from Los Angeles. Yay! Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for being here, Elise. Thanks it's truly for having always me. a pleasure. Thank you, Jessica, How was the flight down? Yeah, how was the flight? Oh. <laughs> uh, it was long. And yeah. no, there's no flight, guys. I live here. We're on remote. That's the beauty of this. Is now <laughs> you can have Do I you feel you were flying people down? Yeah. <laughs> do you do you have this freeing feeling that you can have guests on always open now and it's not weird because you can remote anyone and everyone in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been, uh, we actually, we had some people on and we're going to have some people on the, uh, some future episodes this season too, who like, I don't know if we ever would have been able to coordinate a time for them to come down to Austin to film. But now that we're doing this, it's just like, yeah, it's just call in an hour and we'll be done. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's uh, it's been a hot second, I think, since we've had you on like a proper episode that wasn't like a live episode that we've done. I know, but I, I'm always, like, very genuinely touched and flattered that you guys asked me to do the live shows, because um, that's a really special spot, and it just... Well, you're a really means... special person. No! <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> Jessica is my special number one. So, I really appreciate oh. that. I feel like we just... I just feel like we have to acknowledge that I see James in the back there. <laughs> <laughs> There he is. He's, he's, giving, he's so in the zone right now. He's giving notes on a Funhouse video. He's like, get out of here. If I didn't know better, I would have thought you just had like a mannequin sitting at the computer <laughs> yeah. just with its arms straight, which is like a video game playing just to be like, yes, of course, that's James. That's what Elise, we do. Did you guys have this setup, like this back to back setup before all this happened? We already did. Okay, but then nice. we had to kind of soup it up a little bit. So, you know, adding like lighting, adding um, our mixer. Uh, we didn't have these kind of microphones. We just had like Yetis, but now we added, you know, our little Audio Technica mics. So yeah, we we kind of uh, t- 
took it to the next level. We brought our PCs from work home. Um, oh, that's smart. So yeah, did you guys have to make big adjustments to accommodate for working from home? Absolutely. I think yeah. all of us did. Like, yeah. I know that before I, I luckily happened to buy a PC a few months before this just because wow. I wanted to start like gaming again and doing stuff with a PC. And so I really lucked out when this whole thing happened. I'm like, fuck, yes, I have a PC that's capable of doing all these things like streaming and capturing gameplay stuff. Um, but Trevor and I moved. We had like a shared office space um, in one room and we moved it to two separate guest rooms that we had in our place and changed our workout room to be downstairs it's like a whole process but like we had no home office set up whatsoever before this so it's been great i mean that's good that you guys have like different spaces that you can go and record and do your stuff in we need it um especially since like i'm with rooster teeth and he does a chima hunter and like oftentimes we'll be recording at the same time because he has to go off their schedule and i have to go off our schedule Similar to Barb, I live in a duplex that has four bedrooms in it, and we are literally using every single room in this house, um, in this duplex. Like, if if it's not because we're doing something in it, it's because it's just, like, also giving us, you know, proper space away from each other just to, like, do our own thing for your own mental sanity and stuff, too. So, um, I know that you live in an apartment apartment you would call that an apartment right yes at least yes. <laughs> yeah, you would call it small i mean like this is basically it what you what you're seeing in the background here it's beautiful this is it. thank I you like where, paintings. where is the the man of the hour mr benson willems is here on? uh he is asleep in the back of the walk-in closet or Aww. he has two beds one stacked on the other like the princess and the pea uh he We've, we've kind of figured out what his at-home schedule is because usually, you know, we'll bring him to the office maybe three days a week, and then we don't know what he does at home. And we've, we've, we've discovered that the days that he's Secret home, life of dogs. Yeah. He takes a nap in the morning after he goes out for his walk and eats breakfast, which is a, a more, not a serious nap. He kind of like, he hangs out in the bedroom. He sort of, he, he pops his head out, checks in every once in a while. And then in the afternoon, he takes his like serious nap time, where it's like, "Don't bother me." So he's he's hunkered down. I love it's that. so funny. Amazing. I, yeah, this is so great. You're like, we don't know what he does. I want to no, be Benson but... when I grow up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want my morning nap and then my serious afternoon nap. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you need that serious afternoon nap, or else how are you gonna get through oh, the day? Are you yeah. guys Mariel just in general? Like, I I feel like napping is like a fifty fifty thing. Like some people are totally into it, some people can't do it. I can take a nap. And what's funny is Noel um, from Noel Wiggins, he wrote a tweet. This was a while ago. He's just like, just so everybody knows, like, once we get out of quarantine, I'm still taking my afternoon naps. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hell yes, dude. <laughs> and then, Meryl, I know that you converted your guest room into your office space, too. Yeah. So I was ar- we were already kind of in the process of doing that. Oh, oopsie. Sorry about that. Um, like Hannah loves to sew. So she next to me, have, we have like a whole sewing area and then I have my little space over here. But, um, so we are in the process of doing that, which is good. But, uh, we're like, I have this cow painting behind me because under that is like paint <laughs> samples. Cause we were trying to figure out like what color to paint the room and, and all this stuff. So like we're in transition, but now, um, my girlfriend's sister has been living in Europe and she's finally going to make her way back uh, after all of this and come and live with us. 
And so yeah. now we have to convert this room back into a guest oh, room. Oh, man. So it's been fun. But um, but yeah, it hasn't been too bad. I mean, I'm hoping by the time that happens, we're all back in the office. But um, yeah, I, I as far as napping goes, I like to nap, but I'm also like too much of a busybody in my head to where mm. like if I have something to do, like I can't nap. I'll like lay down and just for like two hours, just think about how I should get out of bed and do the thing. <laughs> so it's hard yeah. for me to relax. But like when I need to zone out and I need to fucking nap, ooh, I nap hoard. I nap hoard. <laughs> I wish I could nap. I have, I'm one of those people that like it's just hard. Like Mariel, I guess. And Is it like too many way. thoughts in your, in your head? Stuff yeah. Like that? yeah. It's just tough for me to fall asleep if I'm not so tired. Um, Mariel, your your girlfriend's sister that's coming to live with you, is she kind of in, close to your age demographic or is she like in a different part of her life entirely? No, she's uh, she's 25. So she's or actually, oh, okay. she's, yeah, she's 25. Um, she's a few years younger than us. But um, but yeah, she's been living in Europe for the past few years and uh, uh, has finally decided to come back to the U.S. Uh, you know, had this plan before all of this happened. And so now it's yeah. just kind is of she, she's able uh, to. Um, she, I think she still can. That's what we're trying to figure out right now is like what the timing is. Cause I know like, you know, with right now immigration laws and everything are crazy, but because she is an American citizen, like she has the right to come. I think she would just have to like quarantine depending on like when she actually makes it back. But, um, but yeah, no, we're super excited. Like I love her. We get along super, super well. Um, she came to visit us last fall and stayed here for about two weeks and we were just like, obsessed and so we were really excited for her to come back i had a vision of you guys living with like a you know a college kid oh no so you guys are having crazy uh you know frat parties and stuff at your house and crazy zoom Zoom meeting frat parties riley is um just like the epitome of like a yogi she's she's a yoga teacher but she's also like works in marketing and she's very zen and she talks like this and is very calming but also she fucking loves to party when she wants to party so (laughs) it's a good mix so we're really excited to have her here Hell yeah. Well, speaking of good things uh, like naps and sisters coming to visit, <laughs> um, I wanted to do an icebreaker this week. Uh, we we did this a couple months ago, I guess, on the show. We're bringing it back now. I think we need it more than ever. A segment we like to call Cheers to That, where we go around the room or uh, the screen and all uh, <laughs> talk about something happy or positive or good that has happened to us recently, um, just because I think... It's a very dark, scary time, and I think focusing on some positivity is great. I have a ton to read from the audience as well right after we go around, but um, love hearing all your positivity. So if you guys watching have something you want to tweet us, hashtag cheers to that, and we could share in your happiness. Oh, I love that. Jessica, would you like to to start us off? Um, Yeah. Um, I've talked about it with all of you guys before. Uh, over the past week and I continue talking about it and I'm sorry if it's just like I'm repeating it but it's just something that like was a huge breakthrough for me Um, I uh, had a panic attack last week or the week before congratulations cheers to that (laughs) yeah yeah this is so great you guys Um, and well I got through it without like my panic attacks are very uh, much insane uh, they're awful they feel like a heart attack and so um, I got through it on my own because usually I call the ambulance or the hospital because <laughs> uh, it's that scary and I actually got through it on my own and I like came out of that just being like I'm the fucking Hulk now hell yeah you dude know? I was just like whoo I c- if I can if I can do that I could I could do anything so yeah. hell yeah cheers yeah, to that just really yeah, cheers yeah. To that. Cheers. Cheers. yeah where's my bottle <laughs> <laughs> <Eight>. <laughs> 
That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry that you're having panic attacks. That's never fun. And I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. But I'm so proud of you for being able to get through it without, yeah, you know, yeah, having to it's go to It's only getting better now. Like, yeah, the fact that I did get through it was like, it is, it can, it'll only go up from here, which I was like so thankful for. So, yeah. And you could yeah. think back to that time where you were like, okay, I did get through this on my own. So, yep. Kind of think about yep. that. Hell yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Bart, yeah. Yes. Thanks, dudes. Elise, what you got for us this week? Um, well, Benson, our beloved Benson that we just brought up, talked about, he just had uh, his like annual checkup. And he's, you might not believe this of Benson, but he's a little bit of a, a sickly dog in some ways. <laughs> right? he, uh, he has a few, a few chronic ailments, but he got a pretty clean bill of health. Like Yay. nothing new. Perfect. Nothing new. Yay. Um, nothing, you know, kind of like declining. Everything's sort of holding steady in the life, in, in, in the heart and thyroid and life of Benson. Um, some growths that he had checked, all be- benign and good. So, yes, Aww. Benson will live to see another day, to sleep yes. another day, I guess I should say. Yay! <laughs> Cheers Yay. to that. Hell yeah. Benson. Yay, Benson. Hell yeah. Yay, Benson. Benson. Ah, oh, I, Benson. He's just. That makes just me so the happy. epitome of the perfect dog. Who's just I need like, to him really to live is. to about twenty five. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> what is he like? Fifteen now? Uh, no, he's he's only like. Ele- How old Benson? Eleven? Eleven? Twelve, I think. Twelve? Yeah. Oh. 12. Who knows? Twelve. We. I wow. mean, yeah. We just kind of have a ballparkish number for him. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful to hear. We all love Benson. Yes. We do love Benson. Meryl, what about you? Mine's also dog-related. As we all know, I've got a puppy. Her name is Oatmeal, also known Mm. as Odie, also known as Oatboat, who's actually laying here next to me. So um, precious. Because when I take her out, when I put her anywhere, or if I try and leave her, like, in her kennel uh, anywhere else, she'll, like, start crying. But if she's next to me, she's just, like, content to be in there locked up. But um, we were really, really upset when all of this lockdown stuff happened for multiple reasons. But um, for her sake, we were... We are about to start a training class and, um, you know, socialization for puppies that young is really important because you don't, especially with mm-hmm. our dog, who's a dachshund, because they can get super territorial yeah. and mm-hmm. like they love, love, love their parents and can be mean to other people. So we definitely don't want that with her. So we were really loving like being, I could take her to the office and like she could hang out with you guys and everything. And so that was fun. And um, we actually found like a really, really great online training program. Um, through this company that's like run out of Canada, go Canadians. Hell yeah. Uh, and they're super, super helpful. And it's like this whole training program and they have like a Facebook group and, um, you can ask questions and the trainers are on there. And these, these people have like millions of views on YouTube. They're like pretty well known in the dog training world. Um, but like the trainers who are on those videos are like in the chats talking to you and, you know, kind of guiding you through things. And like, um, she kind of has like a little nipping problem. You know, she's a puppy. It's it's natural. Yeah. But um, we've made a lot of strides in her training. Hell yeah. And she's like Aww. being very good at like learning. Like she's got sit down. She knows how to sit. She's chilling. Um, we've gotten like out. So like if she has a toy and we want her to drop it, she'll like drop it if we say out. 
Um, and then we're trying to get her to like lay down, but uh, because she's a dachshund, like the way you <laughs> train dogs to lay down is like you hold the treat above their nose, you tell them to sit, and they sit, and then you kind of like bring it down so that they're like, oh, okay, I have to go down. But because she's already so low oh. to the ground, she's just like, I, I, I'm. You want me to go underground? Do? What do I do? <laughs> do, you want me to do? <laughs> so she started doing this thing where she's like, she'll like go down, but then like flop on her belly and just be like, all right, I did it. Like, give me the damn turkey. Um, <laughs> But it's really, really great. But she's she's such a joy and she has such a personality, which is something that dachshunds are known for. They're very, very stubborn animals because they were bred to dig and burrow and follow like badgers underground. And so they have to be like independent thinkers to, you know, chase these animals and stuff. And so you can see her personality come out so much. Like we'll put her to bed and we'll tell her like, all right, Odie, like night, night. We'll put her to bed and she'll get so mad at us, but she won't bark or whine or anything. She'll Aww. just look at us and she'll just be like, <laughs> I want to play more. <sighs> and she'll just like groan is- at us. And it, it sounds like a teenager, like telling their parents <laughs> yeah. off, like, you know, under yeah. their breath. And then we'll, we'll look at her and she'll like look back and then she'll just be like, <laughs> she's so dramatic uh, ooh, she's having like an attitude girl. problem oh she has a total attitude problem I which love I, I, I love I've noticed that in some of the photos and videos that you've put up um, she is so much bigger than when you first started the office yeah. she's so huge how much, how much more will she actually grow at this point so when we first got her she was like two pounds um, yes. the last time you guys saw her she was like four pounds and now she's six pounds um, so growing oh <laughs> Wow. Um, but she, I think she's like halfway there. So she should probably be like between 12 to 15 pounds. Um, so okay. she's like, wow. but she's, she's long now. I mean, yeah, if you were to see her now, she'd look like a completely different dog. She's huge. Did you ever meet yeah. Odie, uh, Elise? I think like you, I don't know if you I guys did. visited. You did. Yeah. When we, when we were doing Last Laugh. <gasps> oh, yeah. 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 She came into the studio and like everybody wanted and Mariel the great part was that Mariel wasn't even there. Oh no, it was just I wasn't. this dog being <laughs> handed around unknown as to who the owner was. Yeah. Um no, she's I think, so precious. I can't remember if it was Steph or Jess who uh It was me her. and I remember yeah. you were just like, Well, where's Mariel? I'm like, fuck her. Like I got the dog. <laughs> I do want yeah, a soundbite yeah. of Elise saying the great part is that Meryl wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, I do not mean that. That is taken out of context. Oh, I mean it, you yeah, heard it here first. <laughs> I just remember. I think Jess was like watching her that day because I had to run out and do something, and and uh, she was like, "Is it okay if I?" And I was like, "For the time that you have her, she's your dog. Like, do whatever you want with her. I'm not going to be one of those like helicopter parents who's like, you need to do this and this and this." I was like, "Dude, we'll do it as long as she's alive. By the time I get her back, like, do whatever you need to do with that's her." A good, that's a good way to think about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what about my, you, Barbara? That's what that's about cheers mom? to that. Huh? We got a cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yoink. My foamy glass of whiskey and Coke. Mm. Gotta, I got to have my Bev once a week on this mm-hmm. show. Um, mine's not really like a specific event or thing, but it's just more of uh, like feeling introspective uh, during this whole like quarantine time. And I feel so lucky to be with someone in my life who I love spending time with and who I feel like I will never get sick of them and like we always are having fun and supporting each other and like also understanding when to give each other space and time alone as well and I I got like very introspective about the other day because I was like man I can't imagine being any in any of my other relationships I've been in 
in quarantine with this person. And it just kind of made me, like, so appreciative of the relationship I'm in and, like, the situation that I'm in with this person. Um, And it just, like, I don't know. I just felt really happy about it versus, like, that's man, I can't wait for this to be over so I could get away from this person or or get out of this situation. And it's just been, like, man, I feel really lucky and really blessed to be in this relationship. That's super important. That's so wonderful. Especially, like, how quickly this all went down. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it wasn't like we knew for weeks leading up, okay, well, you're going to have to be going. Into, it was kind of like, you know, all right, next week, you know, be be prepared to stay in your home. Right. And so it's, I mean, I'm I'm happy. I, I, I feel the same way where it's kind of like James and I spent a lot of time together anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't had a point where in, in these uh, like heightened circumstances, I'm like, oh, you know, this is too much. Uh, so yeah, I'm really grateful for that too. That's awesome. Yeah, I literally looked at Devin the other day and I was like, "How are we still getting getting along and happy right now?" And he's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, yeah. "Either way, this is <laughs> this is really great. Like, I shouldn't question it. It's like, a sign wow, of something healthy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good test for sure. It's a yeah. good litmus test to be like, "Oh, we haven't seen anyone but each other for a month now." And yeah, I still I'm cool with that. Like, I still like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, Trevor and I had like our first, I, I don't want to say test because I hate that word, but like test like that when we first started dating and it was when we were doing RTX Australia and he and I were sitting together um, in the back row of the plane so our seats didn't recline and there was a person who was like in the aisle seat so we were at the middle and the window seat for like, you know, 15 hours or whatever it was and we had like a blast ooh. the whole time and I'm like, this is a good sign of a working yeah. group of people that I don't hate you or myself after spending 14 hours with <laughs> yeah. you in your cramped little corner. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you guys um done anything to kind of like break up the monotony? Like are you doing like you know, going on walks or like oh, maybe we'll do cocaine for breakfast today or maybe, you know. <laughs> oh, not maybe not that. Um, yes and no. Like both he and I tend to have really packed days just because of our responsibilities yeah. with work and, and what we do. Um, but like on the weekends, especially, we try to like, you know, do some things that are more fun and more for ourselves. Um, like, you know, he obviously plays games with a Chima Hunter, but he'll take time to like play a game that he wants to play. And like, yeah. I'll go watch a show that I want to watch. And we'll every now and then go on walks or stuff like that. I also heard of people like taking drives, helping yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like taking like, I kind of want to take a drive this weekend just through the hill country. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you should know, drive just... next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Even Six if it's not a two lane. <laughs> just and then and know. then we'll just we'll just race. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers to all of us being in um, positive, healthy relationships and uh, yeah. happy, and loving our dogs and, and loving <laughs> dogs. Do- dogs and other people's dogs. Yeah. So I'm just gonna quickly <laughs> also breeze through a couple that uh, some people submitted from our community. Um, This one is from Hannah Perriman, and she said, this week is the last week of my first year of art school. I'm super proud of all the progress I've made. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, Hannah. David, uh, official Zenner, or X-E-N-E-R. I'm sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Not a personal thing, but my sister is finally going to be able to see her boyfriend for the first time in real life since they met whilst traveling about a year ago. They met while traveling Southeast Asia and have kept in contact, but due to the pandemic, haven't had the time to meet. So now they do. Congrats. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. 
This one's from Harry David. Drake. Uh, Not and sure her- how they're they're skirting those social distancing yeah. regulations, David. Hopefully, but- being safe. <laughs> I'm a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one's from Harry Drake. Harry writes, just wrote and released a new song that I'm especially proud of. Uh, Huge fan of the show. And thanks for continuing to bring us your amazing content through these difficult times. Thank you, Harry. The new Drake. The new Drake. Jordan, uh, who's Mm. at Kingstie on Twitter, said, my niece has learned how to walk. Yay. Oh. That's wonderful. Um, This one's from Tired Fox. They write, found some old contacts on Discord and started messaging them again. Good old times. Nice. That's see, that's great. Yeah. When you're like, I feel like I've been talking to a lot of different people. I haven't really spent the time to talk to in a long time during this quarantine. Me too. Like reconnecting with a lot of people. It's really nice. Yeah. And then last one, and we'll read more on on more shows coming up since you guys submitted so many, and I wish I could read them all. This one's from Alec Combs, and he writes, even during all this coronavirus stuff, I was able to get a promotion at my local news job to newscaster director, which is what I studied to do in college just less than one year after graduating, and here I am. Cheers to that. Dude, that's awesome. Cheers to all those things and and everyone who submitted stuff. Cheers, cheers, cheers. For sure. Cheers. Oh, I don't know why I want to like just fucking knock the just camera off. <laughs> <laughs> Miladies, I'm so uh, oh. excited to talk to you guys about this. Brand new show just premiered uh, this past Monday. Last Laugh, which both of you were on. Elise, I know it's like your baby, your, your uh, brainchild. I want to hear bit. everything about it. Yeah, I, I helped develop it uh and so it's a, like a fun house joint, but there are so many awesome people that are instrumental in making this show. It's the kind of show that because it's it's an unscripted live show that you really find in post. Uh, you're, you find the the flow of it. You you find the format. So our our post team was so great on it. And I, I got to shout out our director Stephanie Ard, who was kind of like her first big project at Rooster Teeth directing, and she just knocked it out of the park. Um, Allison, our post supervisor, like so many so many. Because I feel like Always Open is a little bit more of a, of a women-centric show, mm-hmm. or you know, lift lift up women. Yeah. And I, I have to say, like, there were lots of ladies involved in this that that made it awesome. But the basic premise of the show is that twelve of the cast members from from Cross Rooster Teeth, so that's Rooster Teeth, Funhouse, Achievement Hunter, get locked into a room for six hours, and Jeff Ramsey <laughs> is sort of our like Big Brother, all-seeing eye game master slash torturer who watches us and that's his official title in his job (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and so if if we're trying to make each other laugh with with props and bits and while that's happening if jeff sees us like smirk laugh break we lose a life we only have three lives going in so if we if we lose all three then we're we're kicked out and it's sort of a a last man standing gets the the thousand dollar prize kind of thing and uh Mm -hmm. i I'm in it. Jessica Vasami is also a cast member in the show. <laughs> Jessica Vasami. <and>, uh, <laughs> I was very worried having Jessica around because even if even if Jessica doesn't make me directly laugh, which she does, she has a quality to her which just makes me smile. Yep. Oh um, God. <laughs> oh man, girl, so, I can't take compliments well. So because I also I also felt like in the room our relationship wasn't as friendly as it is in real life because I couldn't <gasps> No, I, I couldn't be super friendly and loving with you. Not that I feel like we I were did, at odds. I did not want to go near you. As soon as Mm-mm. you put those fucking lemons as your little titties, I was like, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <spoilers. laughs> I was like, 
I don't want to be anywhere near you, Elise. Yeah, I was not friendly towards you. And that's... You can't be. Yeah, I mean, I, like, from the outside no. looking in, because, like, a couple times during the day when you guys were filming it, I would come by and, like, watch what was going on. And I, I was, like, cracking up the entire time watching it. And I'm like, I don't know how they're doing this. And they must, like, have to turn on this mode where it's like, all right, uh, let me just pretend I hate everybody in here. Or something. I don't know yeah, how right. you guys yeah. put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, yeah. um, I wasn't in it, but for me, it probably would have been pretty easy because I tend to hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like a few people who I feel like I could make crack, Meryl. I think you might be one of them. I think if, oh, I, yeah. if I say the you're right just, thing to you. You're just so, you. yes, there's definitely things you could do. But yeah, I remember there were some, that I like, I would pop in during the day um, just to like, because what would you how it was a full day right that was it yeah six a hours total in the room and then you know obviously right. prep and, and yeah uh, i just remember side. like popping in and out every few hours or so just to like see how it was going and just being like oh my god like how are they still doing this how have they not gone just <laughs> insane insane just we did jeez I, I just can't you yeah we did troopers. go insane uh, it was it was rough. First off, before we get too far, I just want to acknowledge Elise. You are so good at um making sure to like include everybody's names that like help you with projects and stuff. And that's so great of you because a lot of other people sometimes they'll just be like, "Yeah, I directed this," and like you know, because a lot of this stuff is a mm-hmm. huge team is teamwork and and all that. But also, I want to make sure that you do get the credit that you deserve because hell yeah, yeah this is your baby and you're. You're uh, creative lead on it and stuff. So awesome, awesome job to you. Thank you. Um, Hell yeah. I will say, I, I will say this felt compared to something like Arizona Circle, like a lot less like just hands on work or stress that like I personally had to take on because mm-hmm. of all the people involved. So oh, that's yeah. good. So I can't I, yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of credit thrown my way. I can't take it. I can't so take it. What you're saying is working with uh, boys like Chris Damaris and Josh Flanagan um, is really stressful. But yes. when you work with a bunch of very talented, capable ladies like Stephanie oh, and Allison man. and the whole crew there, it just goes by real smooth and you don't have to think about it. Well, it's crazy. Half, I'm well, half so weird. Is, uh, working with those guys is, you know... Um, it's it's about the it's half about the production and it's half about bringing those boys to men. Um, <laughs> oh no, I was my kidding. God, those, those guys are all super talented and competent and Dude. and amazing. I think Everyone's I think great. what's what's great is like with someone like with Stephanie working on this is uh you know uh, uh, I feel like women a lot of the times don't get uh great a lot of opportunities to to step into these roles or and or prove themselves and so there's there's a lot of there's a real drive and uh like commitment and passion i think stephanie had all those things working on this show uh awesome. and it was, yeah absolutely it was really excellent and you know i mean you guys you guys all know that you all like barb you're a creative director like jessica you're a producer mariel you're a producer like you guys all know what it takes and have been there um in these situations and you gotta like give credits to yourselves i know what you mean and this is I'll pat you myself on the back, even though I, I wasn't involved. <laughs> Just get some pats. Um, yeah, you brought this up in a book that you read, Elise, about how like women uh, a lot of the time kind of um, really give it their all um, on a project because they feel like they 
Well, I mean, you should give it your all, but I think I'm phrasing this wrong, where they, they, feel they like try a-, a lot harder. Yeah, like almost like it, I think there's a, a a feeling of like you need something to prove, like you have to prove yourself to it. people just yes. because like typically I think a lot of industries tend to be more male dominated and I think film is one of those. Yeah. yeah and yep. and um I, I the the book you're talking about is from Nell Scavell, just the funny parts and she's a, a career sitcom writer and uh she's worked on, you know, everything from Cheers to Larry Sanders show and her position, I'm going to paraphrase it terribly, but is that, um, you know, the, a lot of these industries are boys clubs and a lot of the time women are meant to feel like they should just be grateful to be there, whatever the situation or the conditions are. Mm. And that shouldn't be yep. the case. Um, yep. I don't think that this production is really a gendered production. I think because uh, there were so many people, it was not like we had, you know, an all female crew or anything. I think it's just it was a time where in the history of Rooster Teeth, women were stepping up into more of those leadership roles, which hasn't always been precedented. Uh, so it yeah. was just, mm-hmm. it was it was a more balanced production, I would say, yeah, which, absolutely. Was, which was really cool. Um, yeah. What would you guys say is the most unexpected thing to happen during the filming of the show? Like, what were you, what were you least expecting? And then like that thing happened and you're like, oh, I would never ah. have expected that. And, like without getting too specific about like spoilers, obviously. I yeah, it's such a tough. There were people that that definitely surprised me mm-hmm. that I, I, I overestimated or underestimated for yep. sure. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There are definitely people like the people that I knew that were already threats in my mind. Was st- re- definitely remained threats, and then there were some people that I um were like eh, and they didn't deliver as much as I thought that they would. And then there were some, I'm just going to say this, surprises Yes, that that came and just like... Uh, just, uh, oh, one, <laughs> one thing, yeah. uh, we, we touched on it a little bit. I just bit. want to be careful and not say <laughs> yeah. wrong. Uh, we, we touched on it a little bit, but like you think about the, the la- just the pure like laugh competition aspect of like, well, I want to, I don't want to laugh and I'm, I want to make everyone else laugh. Like that's the base level thing. Um, mm-hmm. But the social experiment aspect of the the mental challenge of being in that room for as long as you are, and that just wears on you, mm, um, like yeah. that, I maybe kind of underestimated too. Yeah, yeah. it was You're funny right. seeing all all you guys like the whole cast after the whole show was done. It just seemed like everyone had been through like a very traumatic experience. Like everyone was kind of like zoning out and just like, yep. oh man, that was crazy. Like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine what that did to your psyche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. so weird. You're right because you don't, you don't. I, I actually did not expect any of that to happen. And then the next day, I remember going to work, and I just felt like I was like, no, I'm not going to be one of those people that like goes into work later because I had a long shoot day. We do that all the time. So I went into work on time. And I was like, I'm ready to work, but I was like, I feel like I got hit by a fucking bus, and it wasn't because we were there late. We weren't there late. We ended maybe around like nine. Uh, it was just the mental fuck in my head mm-hmm. of what yesterday yeah. did to me. Yeah. And also, like, other we were, you know, we were in that room, but, like, our broadcast team also wasn't, like, getting a break. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were working crushed. their asses off. Yeah, they crushed yep. it on this production. And yep. they, because, you know, I feel like the show, the show is found in post, but then it's facilitated by all those people on the day that are, you know, just just toiling 
for for that extended period. Watching, so. yeah, it's, just watching awesome. all this chaos happen, and they're just like, "Look at these fucking idiots!" <laughs> all day, <laughs> even being on the outside of it and watching it was like, "Holy shit!" Like I feel drained just watching you guys having to like go through that. Um, so, what would you do? One day of basic training, or one day back in the last laugh room? Oh man. <laughs> Oh, oh man. wow, that's an interesting Whoa. question because, like, I feel like basic training uh, is an experience I've never had. So I also, I almost kind of want it to have the experience. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd, yeah. I'd get broken and cry immediately. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I love all those like mental and emotional just like fucks that you get because you're like, how? Because I feel like I'm mentally and emotionally on the weaker end of things, especially, well, I get stronger every day, but especially I'm very sensitive, a sensitive person. And so like, I kind of want those challenges to just like build me up a little bit more, you know? Hell yeah. Make Julius would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is he behind you now, by the way? He was like way behind you before. I now like he's like directly there. behind you. He's like looking Because at you. he wanted to, be, he told me that he wanted to be closer. So that's why I brought him closer, no? Well, he told you. He told me that. Yeah, <laughs> Barb. He, I, he told me. All right, bye, Jessica. <laughs> uh, well, this kind of, uh, I mean, not kind of, it definitely uh, pushes us into our follow-up question, which I'm curious is y'all's opinion, especially after going through this, but do you believe that laughter is truly the best medicine, as the saying goes? Wow. I that believe such a that question. antibiotics are the best medicine, <laughs> are the best medicine but... Uh, I think there's so many studies that show what laughter and uh, just smiling, you know, if how if you smile for 60 seconds, it can change your mood. Yeah. Um, I've always uh, been saying that prescribes. I, oh, wait, I can't see you. See, like that makes that makes me happy. Like, what about this? Jessica makes me happy. Ah, <laughs> ah shit. <laughs> That doesn't make me happy. It's it kind of does make scared. me happy. <laughs> do you ever, <laughs> okay, do you ever I feel do like I look like a weird puppet. Uh, this happens to me with editing, where like I'll be editing people and they'll be smiling and laughing, and then I'll realize that like I'm staring at them, like smiling, and I'm. It's contagious. Yeah, great. Absolutely. No, that absolutely happens. I don't know if it's if you guys do the same thing too, where if like you're taking a picture for someone and you're like smile and you're yeah. like doing it too. Yeah. yeah. Or you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That That's so funny. I do. I definitely think it is a, you're right, antibiotics and like hard medicine. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> Penicillin. Definitely. Don't try to Help. cure cancer with uh, EpiPens, um, et cetera. Well, actually, that's my that's my next thing I was going to bring up. I used to work when I was working at a restaurant. Uh, I was a hostess and my boss at the time had cancer and he was one of the most positive and most beautiful people like when i say beautiful like inside beautiful outside too um and uh and he told me because i would check in on him like hey how's it how's it going and all that and he said that one of the his saving graces was the fact that he kept positive and he made sure to smile every day and laugh every day and he said that that he really does think that that was one of the reasons why he actually beat cancer wow and i was like oh yeah. wow. my god right, yeah we um right. we often get a lot of wonderful messages from people who watch our shows um, whether it's always open or anything else that Rooster Teeth produces saying like they were going through a really tough time whether it be like struggling with uh, mental health issues or even just like if they were actually like sick in the hospital sorry not both are sicknesses um, I meant more like a, a 
physical sickness versus mental health illness, um, mm-hmm. just to clarify. But they said that, like, they were really going through a rough time, a really dark time in their life, and being able to, like, watch one of our videos or something that made them laugh, made them forget about what they were going through and help have a bring a smile to their face for the first time in a long time, and it made them, like more able to get through what they were going through. Um, And I've seen that comment about so many different content creators online and people who find joy and happiness out of what they're doing and being able to escape whatever they're going through for even just a few minutes in a day. And uh, that is like truly humbling and special to be part of something that could help someone in that way. So in that sense, I feel like laughter and even smiling, as you said, at least like I think it truly is medicine in a in a big way. Yeah, yeah. I don't Absolutely know if this agree. applies to you guys, but maybe maybe Barb, if you have this experience. But do you remember in the '90s, like McDonald's, my local Toronto McDonald's had a free smile on their menu. I don't <laughs> remember that. Oh my god! You could order a smile, and I I had a friend that um, we were like we were probably like I don't know eight years old, and we were in McDonald's, and she. Uh, ordered her food and then was like, and I'd like one free smile, please. <laughs> and I, as an as an eight year old, was like, "Bitch, my mom would backhand you <laughs> if you like spoke to an adult that way." But she smiled at her, and I was like, mm, I don't "Man, know. <laughs> I'm just imagining like some really like unhappy McDonald's employee, yes. being like this motherfucker." Like, yeah. So, and there's and- that whole thing about how like when McDonald's came to Russia, and you know they're. The, the attitude they want their personnel to have to customers, you know, smile, be happy. But then cu- the customers in, in communist Russia were, were not used to that. So they were all like oh. super turned off by these people smiling at them, you know, asking them how their day is. Like it's, it's <laughs> these are Americanized so practices. <laughs> super well, interesting. Even then, like, I mean, y- there's culture, huge culture shifts from like state to state. Like, uh, you know, for the three of us, we're in Texas and like, Texas is, I mean, I think Tejas is like, I can't remember what uh, Native American um, word it is, but it's like, it, it means friendship, I think. Um, and so we are very, very friendly in the South. But then like, if you go to certain places like Northeast, you know, you're, you're like, um, people are just, and it's not because they're trying to be mean. That's just, just how they are. Like, oh, yeah. uh, especially like if you go to New York, like people are just like down to business. They want to get what they want to do. And like, yep. they don't want to be like disturbed by anyone. Hey, but I'm if you walking go back here. To, yeah, right. If you go back to my hometown, like I'm McWalking here. Yeah. <laughs> one McSmile, please. Yeah, one McSmile, please. But if you go, if you go to like my hometown and you're like you're you're driving down the main street, and if you see a car coming towards you, everyone you just smile and wave, smile and wave, oh. boys. Even if you don't fucking know yep. the person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like if you're laughing, you're happy. And, and, and that's a great thing. I always, Hannah and I do this thing where, uh, not so much when we're like sad or anxious, it's more so when we're just like grumpy. Mm. Um, I think I've talked about it before, but like, you know, if we wake up grumpy or like, we're just grumpy and we don't want to be grumpy with each other. We always do this thing where it's like, okay, like you've got one minute to like be as grumpy as you can be and just like get it all out. And you end up like, starting off and then you know 30 seconds in you're like god this is just so silly so you just start laughing because you're like oh i'm just so grumpy i'm just so mad and like (laughs) you're trying to focus all your grumpiness but it just makes you laugh because you like feel so silly about it Uh, yeah there yeah there was this class i took in college i my degree was like half film and then half acting and uh it was called 
it was just called movement class. And so it was a lot about like experimenting with your body and whatnot. And there was one day Bowel movement where, class. <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. There was one day our teacher was like, everybody roll out your yoga mats and we're going to lay down and breathe. So we were breathing and then he's like, now laugh. And we're, you know, we're like, I don't want to. And he's like, laugh. And so we all start just like fake laughing. Like literally there's like 15 F's in the class just on our yoga mats staring at the ceiling. Just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then after like, maybe two to three minutes we started cackling our asses off and it became real laughter and it was just we all just like got up started looking at each other like tears were streaming down our faces because we started off fake laughing not in the mood at all to laugh to just now we are just truly laughing it, it was Hell the yeah. most bizarre exper- experience uh that must have been worked. so cathartic though it was so cathartic yes it was great yeah but it works. i love that it works, I, absolutely, and hopefully some people watching this have laughed once or twice. Uh, I hope so, God. <laughs> and uh, you know, because we're a company that operates in the states, that'll be uh, four hundred dollars, please, for the medicine <laughs> that we charged oh, you. Um, that's with insurance. Yes, <laughs> Damn. To, to each of us, to each of us, please. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys all make me laugh on a daily basis, and I'm so thankful for each Same. and every one Fuck of yeah. you. Same. All right. Well, let's wrap things up with our box of issues question for today. Um, we'll be doing another one in the post show. So if you're not yet a first member, you should sign up so you could catch some more always open fun stuff. Um, this one comes from Becca and Becca writes, Hey everyone, my name's Becca and I'm 25 years old. I'm going to college for forensic psychology, but a part of me always wanted to try voice acting. However, I have anxiety and am understandably nervous about trying to break into voice acting when it's such a competitive career. I feel like I'd be happy as a voice actress and like I'm just settling for what I'm doing in school, but I feel like I'm always holding myself back with fears of not being good enough. So my ultimate question is, what do you guys do to face your fears or psych yourself up before a situation that makes you nervous? Love you guys. Thank you for any advice you could give me. Becca. Ooh, Becca. Great question. Hell yes. I've been watching a lot of Blacklist right now, so... Forensic psychology is fucking awesome because we watch this show and we're just like, God damn it, I should have I should have done something. I should have I could have been a like profiler and I could have been It's such a cool killers. job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, such such a niche job too. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. So at least like you have an awesome career behind you um to you know, to back back yourself up. Uh, but yeah, I mean Barb, you you do yeah. the most voice acting, I think, here. I will say, um, and this is not to discourage you or anybody watching who's hoping to get into voice acting, but typically, um, unless you're someone like Troy Baker, Nolan North, etc., cetera, um, voice acting doesn't typically pay all your bills, um, for lack of a better explanation. But it's it's typically like you get a gig and you maybe get a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand bucks, depending on what the job is. Um, and then you might not have another gig for a while, um, or you could be consistently working, but it's definitely hard to maintain an entire career based off voice acting, um, I will say. Um, so I don't see why you don't do both, um, depending on obviously how much forensic psychology takes up of your time. I feel like if voice acting is something you want to start maybe as a hobby, maybe just dipping your toe into it, seeing if you actually like it or are interested in it, and doing it in your spare time or even just something for fun, whether it's you have friends who are doing some sort of animated project and they need voice actors for it. That's a great way to get into it. Or even just auditioning for commercials on the radio, things like that to to start 
um, exploring that. Um, but I, I will say that it's tough when you feel like you might not be good enough. Um, I will say that comparing yourself to people before you've even get gotten started um, is a... Don't put yourself in that place. Um, that's not great for your own sake uh, or anyone else's. And I feel like you're robbing yourself of an opportunity by already assuming that you won't be good enough or you won't be good compared to the people who have been doing it for many years. Um, like any skill, oh. you get better the more you do it. So um, I love that. Don't that's rob yourself of an opportunity just by assuming. Uh, and I have said this on many shows before that comparison is a thief of joy. And yeah. if you want to do something and think it'll be fun and exciting, like fucking go for it. Who cares what other people are like? Who cares if someone's better than you? There's always going to be people who are better than you or more experienced, whatever it is. But that doesn't take away anything from what you can do and what you can accomplish. Oh my God, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm getting emotional. Stop it. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're saying, no, you're saying like all the right amazing things because like I'm currently going through something like that um, just right now, just, you know, and, and I feel like I am somebody that goes through waves where I'm like, yeah, I'm confident as shit. And then other times I'm like, I'm jack shit. I have a really bad case of imposter syndrome right now. Sure. Um, but yeah, everything you said is so, so spot on. And um, like something that she said i there there's these two quotes that uh really do help me get helps me get through situations you you use the word fear and i love this quote and it says everything that you want in life is on the other side of fear and it's so mm. crazy to mm -hmm. think that literally it's 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 fear and fear is is just a feeling it's nothing more than just a feeling because if you were to do there's a lot of people that say like oh i have to feel ready i have to be prepared Every single person is scared to do something new and risky and everything like that. There's never going to be the most perfect time to just do something. You might just have to do it scared. Because yeah. when you realize in your head that fear and being scared is just a feeling, you can do that thing even though you're just like, I have this heavy gorilla on my chest. I'm, I'm going to do it though. And then you do it and you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. whoa, wait a minute. And it's just crazy. And like repeating these two quotes, everything you want is on the other side of fear and that fear is just a feeling and, and does take repetition and effort to like, because a lot of the times our, our brains are wired to think negative thoughts about ourselves and feel these imposter syndromes and to think that we're not good enough. But really, we have to remind ourselves every day that we are good enough and that it's okay to be afraid. You can still do that while still being afraid because the more that you do it, just like Barb said, the fear, that feeling will start to dissipate over time and mm -hmm. it will only get better. So yeah. Absolutely. If not, if something is scary, that means it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got it all uh, to your question of like how you psych yourself up for a situation. You both touched on this, which is, you're going to do something and you're going to be afraid while you do it. But the next time you do it, you might be a little less afraid. And then the next time yeah. after that, you might be a little, little less afraid, like even more or less afraid. Um, yeah. And that for me has been a big part of gr it's, it's growth, really. Mm -hmm. And it's what's been a big part of my life and growing as a person is uh, I do feel like 15 years ago, I was the kind of person that just would not do things that would allow yeah. me to, to grow or evolve or uh, ex just, you know, make my life better because I was afraid. And once I stopped doing that, uh, my life's gotten better. 
<laughs> and I think you're, I think yours will too. I do think Barb's very, very right and conscientious in saying like, you can try voice acting, but in the way that, you know, you would in a, in a responsible way, still think about like what else you like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's, that's very important. And that, and that will give you, there, there's nothing that's going to help you if you narrow your options, but by broadening your options and saying like, well, in addition to, to this that I, I like doing, I'm going to, to try voice acting. Like, I think that only gives you an arsenal of things you can draw on and, uh, and, and have to, to pull from. So, yeah. so yeah, you, you both hit it on the head. Mariel to me is fearless. So I'm curious what she thinks. <laughs> oh no, I mean I'm I'm definitely not fearless, and I've I've had to, uh, I think kind of, I think well first and foremost as women we tend to um, like when I always think about this situation kind of like in a review or like in a work setting, like dudes always go into reviews and just like confident and like they know what they've done and they're like oh yeah like I know what I deserve and I'm gonna get that and it's so hard I think for women to feel that way and it's something that I've had to like beat into myself with with the review or just like just trying to uh like knowing what you deserve but also having the the confidence um to say it and go after it um because you know, I think a big lesson that I've learned is that like no one's going to hand you anything um, mm-hmm. and you need to be completely honest with people and uh, communicate about like what you want and what you want to get out of things. Yeah. Um, so it's I, I really love Jessica's quote that she kept saying because it's 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 important to understand like what your fears are, but also know that like there can be good things. There's going to be good things on the other side of them um, in terms of like what I do to psych myself up. Um, for situating the situation that's made me nervous. Um, I so, like for a lot of times I, I like I'll go to support like I'll you know I'll sit down with Jess and Barb and um, we'll like lock ourselves in our office and we you know talk things out and like mm-hmm. that always helps like reaching out to friends um, and just kind of saying like hey like I have this situation I'm going through like can you you know can I talk to you can I talk it out with you can you like read this thing that I wrote you know stuff like that I think really really helps um, helps me like I thrive on um positive affirmation and so i constantly need like words of support from my from my friends and and loved (laughs) ones to make me feel good and confident um yeah but yeah i mean you know that's the nice thing about having this this awesome career that you're going into um hopefully i'm 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 assuming it's probably going to be very time consuming but like you can try and do this voice acting stuff on the side. Um, and then who knows if it, if you get really good at it and you get, you know, you do really well, then like maybe you can turn that into your career. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, trying, I'm reading the question again to see. If yeah. I there's, de- there's definitely anything, like, I, I feel like you're in a great opportunity to try something because you do have this career that you're working towards that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you seem, I guess like you're not as excited about it as you would be with voice acting, but that's something that voice acting could provide you in terms of like a release from those day-to-day job things. It's like now I have this fun hobby that I get to do, which like, you know, what if you are able to turn it into a career, you could still be making money off of it while still having your other jobs. So then you're just like benefiting off of your hobby. It's like win-win. And then you can go to cool voice acting uh, conventions, but then also go to like awesome true crime conventions hell yeah can you know and then do an awesome uh 
uh, like voice acting uh, to crime experience. Yeah, do some <laughs> yeah. some dubbing for the blacklist. Is that show still yeah. on air? Ooh. Who knows? Yes, surprisingly, <laughs> it is. Surprisingly, it is. There, you lose. Fil- uh, so there, you lose. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, okay, go, no, 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 no. At <laughs> least. <laughs> I can't. She's so brave. <laughs> oh, that's so good. She'll fight you. I was just going to say, you lose nothing from spending a Saturday putting together a reel. Nothing. Right. Nothing is lost. Yeah. yeah. Even if nothing is gained, nothing is lost. Mariel? Right. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I think season, season seven of The Blacklist is on TV right now. So. <laughs> Pick up. I nailed it. Um, I will, I'll say like also, um, for the last bit of this question about how you psych yourself up, what I do and, um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I try to imagine what it, the feeling is like after I've already done the thing, like when I'm really nervous or, um, anxious about a certain thing, whether it's like doing a panel or performing or even like going to the doctor, which somehow like it makes me really nervous from time to time. I try to like, remember what it feels like to be done and on the other side of that thing and how good and satisfying it feels to be like, man, I accomplished that. I was really scared to do it, but like it ended up either being really fun or positive or helping someone or like I found some type of joy from doing it and all the nerves working up to it led to me feeling this way. And I tried to like capture that feeling. It could be difficult That's though. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's really great. Well, thank I- you for, for your question, uh, Becca. Good luck. Um, feel free to uh, reach out if you have any follow-ups. We'd love to hear from you. And anybody else watching, if you have a question for us, whether it's for the box of issues or just a question you want us discussing on the show, you could email alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Miladies, I miss you. Um, and I thank miss you, you guys for you guys. being here. It's so nice to see your faces and chat with you guys and, and catch up. Um, hopefully we'll be able to do it again very soon. Yes. In person. Definitely. In person. Sooner sooner than later, hopefully, in a safe and healthy way. Absolutely. Yeah. And we hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy and sane. And we love you and we'll see you next time. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.